Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are someone that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you've come to the right place. You don't have to call yourself anything. We don't have to use any labels. You're just someone that knows something isn't working for you and you want to make an intentional change. Let's go. Hi, Brandon. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, it's a delight to be able to hear your story. You know, you and I know each other professionally, obviously, and have uh, become friends through that sort of professional connection, but we haven't talked too much about this particular topic other than just a few messages back and forth, like, hey, I'm kind of doing this thing too, and that was about it. So I'm really excited just to kind of hear where you are today, how you got there, and the why. You know, I mentioned before we hit record that I had a conversation with someone on Monday, and his big piece of advice was really be very clear about your why. Why do you want to do this? Why is it important to you? And, you know, my response immediately was it was all about my health and energy. I wanted to feel the best that I could possibly feel and alcohol wasn't getting it for me. Like it was, it wasn't getting me there. I was doing all the other things. So it's like, that's the last thing that's got to go. So I'm kind of just curious if you've thought about that, like, what is the why, why did you make this choice to, um, and I don't know if you're fully alcohol free or to be, uh, you know, just drinking less alcohol. Um, you can share that as well, but why, like what, what made you make that decision? Yeah. Um, I feel like there are 12 answers that are coming to me in response to, yeah. to that question, but I, so little bit of context and then I'll, I'll get to the why is so, um, I quit drinking January 1st of last year. So 2022 and my birthday is the end of January. So at first it was just like, I'm going to do a dry January. I'm going to do a test run. And then, so I had a bunch of friends over, had a couple drinks for my birthday, had a one drink a couple days later. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. And I've been sober since February 2nd, Groundhog's Day of, of um, last year. And the the big thing for me is I felt, I, and I felt it happening, but I couldn't show up for the people that I loved. Like I couldn't be fully present for my wife. I couldn't be fully present for my family. I, I could see those moments and it's just even looking back at like holidays and family gatherings where, you know, in so many families, alcohol is such a big part. I would do a bunch of stuff that I just regretted. Not like huge things, but like I would say little things that would just I have a sharper edge when I drink or had a sharper edge and I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't think about other people and it, it really, it hurt those relationships and I didn't want that anymore. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting knowing you, you know, like that surprised me because that is not your personality, like the sharp edged you know, non big hearted person that I know, you know, and so it's so interesting how alcohol changes our personality, which, you know, same experience. So I had a very similar experience where, you know, everything was just kind of dulled, like all the relationships were dulled, all the really great emotions were dulled, you know, so it was like, yeah. yes, it helped me escape some stress and some overwhelm and anger and all those things. But then on the other side of that, I didn't get to experience the amazing emotions that we get to experience as humans. Cause it was just all like numb, you know? So yeah, it was blah. Yeah. Like that's, it was yeah, blah. blah. Like, yes. Like I, yes. To describe it. 
Yes. Yeah. And I've explained it as like, I was in a black and white movie before there was even dialogue in a black and white movie. And then when I stopped drinking, suddenly the color was like immediately turned on. And now there was all this beautiful dialogue that I was having with people. And I'm like, holy (laughs) smokes, you know? So like, that's sort of like how it felt like it played out for me. So, you know, you mentioned that Mm -hmm. obviously like the way you were showing up, that was a big why. Was there any professional reasons? Um, I, you know, I don't know if I have a great answer for that. I can tell you in the aftermath, it completely transformed how I was showing up professionally too, but I didn't realize it during, I mean, uh, um, you know, a, a big reason that I felt myself. So like, if I, if I go back all the way to the beginning, cause I've thought about this a lot is, so I, I didn't drink when I was a kid. Like I, I didn't in high school, I didn't drink. I, um, in college, my first year of college, I didn't drink. And then sophomore year, I, my high school girlfriend broke up with me and it devastated me. And, you know, my best friend was lived in a party house. And so that was really the first night that I drank. And that became like my relationship with alcohol is, you know, unpleasant things happen, stressful day, drink, you know, like that's just what you do. And uh, that's what I did for years and years and years. And, you know, the, the, I started my business the summer of 2019, but was still working contract at my last employer. And then 2020 rolled over. And uh, so it was 2019. I started at 2020 rolled over and I was full-time my, my business and the pandemic hit and so much as everyone felt stress and anxiety. And as everyone knows, the alcohol numbers went way up. My alcohol numbers went way up. And um, I, I was definitely using it to numb. I was definitely using it to not feel the stress and anxiety of, is this business going to make it? What's happening? What's, you know, what's working, what isn't. And when I quit drinking the like, it was like a dam broke creatively. Um, and all of a sudden I was bringing more ideas. I was bringing more, I, I found myself and so my business is a coaching business. And so much of coaching is being willing to share intuition and all of this intuition opened up to me of like, gosh, I, I don't know why this thought is coming up for me, Rachel, but I just had this thought of X and I'd share those things and it would create these huge insights and epiphanies for people. So it's like this whole wing of the house opened up to who I am and my power as a coach, my power as a friend, my power as, and I, and I mean, I, I play music on the side too. I, I wrote more music in the year 22 than I did in the decade prior. And um, I, I attribute all of that to not drinking anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's so relatable for me too. The creativity, the intuition, my ability to really listen to a client, like really listen yeah. was so much greater. And I would have never guessed that until I did it. Like you could have, t- if you would have told me this, you know, five years ago, I'd have been like, okay, sure. Like, I'm sure that's happening yeah. for you, but it was something I, it's like, I had to prove it to myself. And once I did, I was like, Whoa, like, what have yeah. I been doing here? here? Yeah. 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 And so I, yeah, I think like, again, the creativity was dulled, like everything was just dulled and blah. And yeah, it, it just, yeah. It's so amazing. The whole world that opens up without alcohol on board for sure. Um, yeah. So 
tell me just a little bit about some of the challenges. Like, have you experienced some challenges with quitting drinking? How long did they last? Mm. Um, Has it been hard for you socially? You know, that's the biggest thing for so many people is what's going to happen in my social life. Mine's really honestly expanded. I've found a lot of people that also don't drink or if they do, they have one drink and go home, you know, and I have no problem going and not having a drink. That's totally fine. So really my social life, if anything, it's expanded and I've really narrowed into the people that I want to spend the most time with, which is kind of cool. Like that's another cool side effect. But I will say, you know, we hung around with people that drank a lot. And so there's a couple of people that we don't spend a lot of time with anymore because I'm just not interested in those particular people. Not because they're bad people. That relationship had just ran its course. We were done with it. So I'm just kind of curious socially, you know, how that affected you. Because there are, again, so many thoughts are coming up to me just as you share your experience there, because I would say one of the things that I was most worried about was the social component. And I think it was the second week of January. And I was, I mean, I was pretty hardcore about like, I I am not drinking in January last year. And, um, and I remember I was meeting someone for a happy hour and we were going to talk about potentially doing some work together. And I was so nervous because this was the first time that I was like going out with people. This was a drinking like event. Like, what am I going to do? And I, I, I had started and and continue to drink non-alcoholic beer. Like I think Heineken zero tastes exactly like Heineken. Like it's, it's good. Yeah. There are other ones that are even better, but like, um, and I remember I sat down, I met him at the pint room in Carmel and I sat down and the server came over and uh, he ordered some IPA and she looked at me and I was like, uh, and I, I could feel myself getting so nervous. And I was like, I, I'll just have a Heineken Zero. And she was like, great. And he didn't even say anything. And we just jumped into the conversation. And like, it just switched, a, it flipped a switch for me in that nobody cares. Like, nobody <laughs> yeah. cares, right? Like there are some people who are very curious, but no one cares that the, the worry was all something I created in my head about like, this is really going to get in the way. And, you know, what, one of the other big realizations that I had a couple months into last year, I think it was March or April that I was sitting, I, I was sitting in my office where I am right now. And I, I was just reflecting on a couple things and I was like, man, I don't think I want to hang out with these few people anymore. And I realized that there were these relationships in my life and and they actually had nothing to do with the, the, the drinking per se, but without the numbness, I was like, I I don't really like those people that much, but I've been hanging out with them for years because I've felt this like obligation. And so I stopped and it was, it's amazing how, when you, stop numbing everything, it becomes crystal clear what serves you and what doesn't serve you. And like when my wife and I would go out, if if we go back to the drinking days, I would stay longer than I wanted to. And that's when it's, that's when I would start getting sharp and saying things that I regretted. When the drinking ended, I would say to my wife, I would say, you know, I've probably got about half an hour left before I'm probably I, I probably need to leave. And nine times out of 10, she's like, great. And she goes and says her goodbyes and then we leave and it's wonderful. And there are some people that we see less because our primary activity together had been drinking. My my wife still does drink some, 
Um, so we'll still sometimes go out. I, it, it, I feel like I, it's harder for me to do that for long periods, but it doesn't bother me. Um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, that's, but I, I, I mean, I, I, before we started taping this too, we talked about the, um, like, I think you mentioned like non-alcoholic substitute kind of stuff. And I have found so many non-alcoholic substitutes that I love, like, Three Spirit is so good. And there's yeah. another one called Drum that's a liquor substitute that's just delicious. Um, and th- there are some great non-alcoholic beers too that enable me to feel like I'm having a drink with someone without any negative side effect and being able to be fully present and really engage and have fun. Yeah, that has been a huge game changer for me to still be able to have a fun drink that feels special. Oh, yeah but not have the side effects of the alcohol. So, you know, you know, I, I told you about the pool we put in, you probably heard me bitch about it all last summer. And that was a big fear of mine because, you know, it had been a couple, it'd been over a year before I'd had anything to drink. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this pool just like signals drinking for me. (laughs) And I got all these alcohol free or like they're 0.5% alcohol, but you're not affected by that, whatever, you know? So, so I had all those and I would just float in my pool with my little alcohol free options. I have this little Prosecco that's alcohol free Mm. and I like, you know, and it was, it was glorious. And it was like, I'm not missing anything. If anything, I'm gaining something here because I don't have the effects of the alcohol, you know? So, so I really enjoyed it. Same as you. I feel like I've really gotten some clarity around what it is I want and that is not staying out till midnight. It is sheets up by 9 p.m. for Rachel Prince. Like, <laughs> I am totally with you. Totally with you. Yeah. So, so you know, I was like, gosh, I'm really taking actually much better care of myself in more ways than just not drinking. Um, so that kind of brings me to something also because I know your Enneagram number that you most identify with um, is boundaries. So I like was pretty boundaryless when I was drinking and I have pretty clear boundaries now. So even with like the bedtime, like, okay, I'm going to go, I'll go to the party. We'll do our thing, but I'm not staying for six hours. We're, we're, we're doing our thing. We're enjoying what we can. And then we're leaving because it sheets up by 9 PM. So I don't know, is that relatable for you with, with the boundaries? Do you feel like you have clear boundaries, even in your professional life, you know, probably maybe more so in the personal life? Yeah. I, you know, Cause I feel like there's a spectrum of boundaries, right? Like, and you know, there's on one end there's, I have no boundaries and I'm doing what I feel I should all the time, even though it's not what I want. Right. And then there's the other end where you honor every single boundary that you feel in every moment. And I would say that I lived much more on the no boundary side, um, when I was drinking. And, yeah. and I, I would say now I'm much further towards the other end. I would say now I'm hyper aware of when I let a boundaries like uh, flex. Um, yeah. I, I'm so hyper aware of that. And usually I'm a lot of times I'm able to catch it, not always, but that is one thing I love about not drinking is I, I'm just aware of everything. And that is... I mean, it really, it, it, you know, you were saying it's like it, it, everything is in technicolor. What was that movie from the 90s with Tobey Maguire where the uh, where that was the movie? Like everything went in color and yes. it found that, I, I don't remember, I, I don't even know. If yeah, I know what you're talking about, remember. yeah. But it's like, but but it is, I mean, you just see all the good and the bad so much more clearly, but you're able to choose how you want to respond to it as opposed to, I feel like I just sat around a lot when things weren't 
going the way I wanted them to. And alcohol wow. helped me to do that. Yes. I know. I think one of the things, you know, like with the social side of things, it's like, well, if I go places without alcohol, it's not going to be fun. And one of my big revelations was that I was probably doing activities that weren't fun. Mm. Not that the alcohol made them fun. I was dulling the activity because the activity was dull. <laughs> so I've sort yeah. of changed a lot of the things that I do for fun because the stuff I was doing actually was never fun in the first place. And so that's actually one of the reasons why I was drinking more because I just wanted to kind of like numb out to the activity that I didn't even like that much. Yeah. So I don't know it, if that's it, relatable. It enables you to endure, right? And, For sure. And, and something that um, it has just struck me recently is, is that, um, you know, it's like Apple and Google have spent billions and billions and billions of dollars to keep you glued to your phone, right? Like, there's the same thing with like the alcohol companies have spent billions of dollars to make you think that alcohol is fun. And that that's what makes you the, I mean, you turn on the TV, like I, I watching any sports game, right? The Super Bowl or like the baseball season's kicking up, right? Like watching any of that, you just see ad after ad for alcohol. And it's funny that now that I'm, I'm not drinking anymore, just watching those, it's like, I, I bought into that. Like I really did totally. believe <laughs> And yeah. it it just, it, it doesn't resonate anymore. Yeah. I recorded an episode a couple of weeks ago and I used the word duped. Like I just felt like I was duped because my eyes are open to all this stuff now. And even to your point earlier of like, if you have a hard day or you have a breakup or you have something that's really tough, the answer in media and the movies and TV that we watch is you drink. Yeah, like that is what you do. And it's almost yeah. a joke too. It's, it's almost like, a oh joke. my gosh, yeah, you need a bottle need, of wine. Oh, here we yeah, go. I'm, I'm like, that's the last yeah. freaking thing you need, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's so interesting to me. I mean, you look at like people go for after a funeral and here we are doing shots after this funeral. It's like, whoa, you know? I mean, it yeah. is it is something you can't, I was, my, my eyes were just totally close to it until I took that long break and then really started seeing it everywhere. And then it's like every event I go to, even with my kids, I'm like, why is everyone drinking beer at one o'clock at the zoo? You know, I'm like, this is so interesting and no judgment. Cause that would have been me a hundred percent, you know, yeah. a couple of years it ago. It totally was sure. me. Yeah. I mean, that it was, was that me. Was, so I'm yeah. like, I get it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, my eyes now are open to it. You know? So you just see all these things. I find it so interesting. Cause I like to watch a lot of just like really good TV, good movies. I, and it's, it's everywhere. I mean, it is fascinating to me. Interestingly enough, I was watching one show that was all about alcohol and it was like, anytime you had a hard day, boom, 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 boom. They were drinking and they drink wine all the time. I'm like, there's no way these women could possibly be this productive with all of this wine that they're drinking. No possible way. And yeah. then I was also simultaneously watching the crown. So oh. the crown was such a different take. They had wine all the time but it was like an experience, you know? So it was like, they were just having it with their dinner. They had a drink and then they moved on for the most part. It wasn't like this, I'm going to have six, seven drinks. So it was just interesting to see that progression, even in our culture over the last 50, 60 years, you know, like, I don't think that was really the culture, you know, it 60, 70 years ago. So when you yeah. look at things like Mad Men, of course, like there was a lot of drinking going on. Um, but, you know, like and that still happens today in the corporate world. That's not like we're immune to that for sure. I don't know that that's gotten any better. 
Um, but you know, I just think it was, I think we just sort of shifted as a culture. We want instant gratification. You know, I can get my groceries delivered in an hour to my front doorstep and that's amazing. And so sometimes when I had a hard day, I wanted instant relief and the alcohol was an easy one. So like, I really had to learn a lot of patience, um, Mm. and not having alcohol on board has helped me with that because I'm pretty impatient when (laughs) I am drinking or the next day after I was drinking, so yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Do you, have you noticed that for yourself? Hmm. Well, so, okay. So two things are coming up for me. And, and the first is, and this is kind of tangential, but I think it'll come back is, um, you know, I, I used to see vacations as an excuse to start drinking super early. Like I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, well, of course you have a mimosa in the morning and then, you know, you have a cocktail for lunch and then, you know, you find a cool bar and like that was vacation. And, and my wife and I took a trip to, uh, to Maine last year. And so like not some exotic, like crazy place. We went to Maine, right. In Acadia national forest. And it was the greatest vacation that I've ever had in my entire life. And it, it wasn't because we were someplace totally crazy. It was that I was fully engaged with her in every moment and we found fun things to do as opposed to what it used to be is what's the cool bar that, okay, let's go there. Um, It was, we just walked around and, oh, that looks interesting. Let's just go do that, right? It allowed us to just be present and figure things out. And, And I think that ties into what you're saying, that immediate gratification is, impatience is really just resisting what's happening in front of you, right? And feeling like it should be different. And so like, of course, if I shouldn't be feeling unhappy, then I need to get out of it quickly, quickly, quickly. And yet when you sit with that for a little bit, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, if I did this, then some of that would go away or it's okay to be unhappy right now. And that's, that's just fine. In fact, looking at what's happening, like it makes a lot of sense, right? So I, I think that, it's changed the way that I look at patience and impatience because impatience is a signal that I'm not present with what's happening. And, and I think drinking, I wasn't able to see that because I was not often present. Um, so that's, I think my insight from that. Yeah. You articulated that beautifully. I love it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were to give somebody advice that is maybe listening along and they're like, I'm thinking about doing this because I'm going to guess that January 1st, 2022 is not the first time you thought about this, you know, no. prob- probably had been on your mind for a while. Certainly was for me, you know, and I yeah. had like ebbs and flows of more drinking, less drinking. So I was like, oh, it seems like it's okay. You know, and then the pandemic really turned it up a notch. Um, what would be maybe your guidance because it's been, you know, over a year for you, but like, it's still fairly fresh that experience of like, Oh, maybe I do want to try this. What would be your, your best guidance or advice to someone that's, that's maybe thinking about this. Hmm. I'm just sitting with that for a moment. Cause I, you know, so I'm, I'm going to tell a little aside and then hopefully I'll come back and answer that. So one of the biggest things that my wife and I argued about before last year was alcohol. I mean, that was our number one argument was like, oh, let's have a bottle of wine tonight. Why are we having, no, why we drink too much? Why are we doing So like, that was our number one argument. And she had been 
trying to get me to do a dry month for a long time. And in the back of my head, I wanted to do it too, but I was terrified of it. Um, and even we, we, I think I agreed to try it multiple times and I agreed to many <laughs> systems that she would have put in place. We're only going to have two drinks this week. Awesome. Totally bought it. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, the first night I have two drinks, right. And then the next, so like, um, I, the reason has to be your own. I don't think I'm ever going to give a reason that's going to resonate with someone unless it's a reason they already have. And, and I know for me, I could see that it was really negatively impacting the people that I love the most. And, and if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I'm not the best I can be for the people I care about, give it a shot. You've got nothing to lose um, and, and everything to gain. And I, I know for, for me, what helped was planning out, okay, if I am having a social occasion, I would find out if the place I was going had a non-alcoholic beer. So I wouldn't feel uncomfortable when I was there ordering that. Yeah. And, um, so I, there was a planning component, but for me, it was just, I, I wanted to be better for those that I cared about. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I do think that's very true. I think it has to be this internal motivation or reason why you want yeah. to do this thing. For me, it was it was all about the health. Like it was like I want to feel the best I could possibly feel, and that it's just like a bottle of wine a night wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> Shockingly, I can't believe it. Um, and you know, like there's so many more. Even from when I started this journey and you started this journey, there's so many more restaurants offering alcohol-free options, so and like people have alcohol-free uh, beer on tap, like 20 tap here locally in Indy is a place that my husband and I love to go. We take the kids there. We used to always get beer. They have the athletic brewing on tap. So Amazing. it's like beautiful. So I'm like, they're hazy IPA. Like I cannot tell a difference. Like I cannot tell a single difference other than I can drive myself home completely stone cold sober with my children in the car, you know? So it's Amazing. like, Yep. That's amazing. And so I love that we've made so many like giant strides in a really short period of time, which I do think I would give the pandemic some credit for that, you know, because it was like people really turned it up a notch. And then we realized, whoa, that was way too far. And now we're recognizing this is probably a broader problem than maybe we were willing to admit. So yeah, I, I love that guidance of like really find that kind of internal like reason why. Um, cause I agree. People could have told me all day long and honestly, nobody in my life told me I should quit drinking. In fact, people were like, well, I drink more than you do. I think it's fine how much you're drinking. And I'm like, but it's a problem for me. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. I find it to be a problem. Um, yeah. and you know, I started changing my mindset around like alcohol's fun, which is what we've been sold for so long, you know, or alcohol will help you with stress. And I'm like, I actually started questioning that where I was like, does living a dull black and white life really feel fun to me? Yeah. The answer was absolutely not. Does waking up foggy feel fun to me? Not at all. You know? So it's like, I just had to really shift some things in my own brain with the way I thought about alcohol. And then that was a huge just change for me where it was like, Oh, I actually don't even want this anymore. That's so interesting. Cause I never thought I could be there. I never thought I could be to a place where I didn't want it. And I didn't want to white knuckle through it. So it was like, I was really afraid I was going to have to like white knuckle through one alcohol for the rest of my life, but not have any, you know? And it was like, once I got past that, where I'm like, maybe that's not what I need to do. Maybe I just need to take a 30 day break and like, just experiment a little bit here. Yeah, um, and I yeah. think that is such an important that, that just experiment a little bit. Cause I, 
I so January, I, as I said before, I was super committed to I was going to take January off. Um, and uh, I created this like I, I emailed myself weekly at the end of each week to kind of just mm. keep track of like what I was noticing. And yep. it almost makes me want to go back and find those emails. I mean, I'm, I think they're still in my draft folder, but um, after the first week, like it was like a fog had lifted for me. I mean, it, 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 it was a huge, I mean, things were in technicolor again. I was feeling things and that man, that did mean there were some times that really sucked, but I also felt real joy it for the first time. It, it seemed like for the first time in forever. And that was, that was magical. Um, and so I, I think that the proof is in the pudding. No one's going to be able to tell you that life can be better without alcohol. Yeah. Yet once you feel it, you feel it. And the, the proof is right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I said, it was something I had to try, but once I got through, like, I don't have to quit forever. Like that was the thing that I was so afraid of. You know, and so it was like, once I got through that, and then I started having some of those hard conversations with people where I was so worried, oh my gosh, they're going to judge me. And they're going to have all these thoughts. They blew right past it. Nobody gives a shit what I'm doing. <laughs> it turns cares. out. Yeah, we're not forget. that important. I, I mean, I to us we are, but but we're, we're not. <laughs> I'll never forget my coach a long time ago. And it was unrelated to alcohol, but she just said, she goes, Rachel, like nobody cares what you're doing. You're not that important. I think she said, who do you think you are to start off with? And I was like, what? how yeah, dare gosh. you? Ouch. But you know what? That's applicable to so many things in our life. Nobody really cares what we're doing. If we stay in our own lane and just do our own thing, nobody gives a shit. So, yeah. you know, and I was very cautious about not being self-righteous about it, like keeping it like, this is just my own journey. Yeah. Um, I could care less, whatever you want to drink, please drink. Like that's, that, that's never going to bother me um, for people to drink in front of me, which I had a few friends that were like, is that okay? And I'm like, of course, like that doesn't bother me yeah. at all. This is my own journey. It just doesn't make me feel good. Like that was sort of the response. So I'm not doing it. Makes sense. So um, yeah. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot there of like, gosh, what egos we have that we think all these people are just going to like, oh my gosh, I thought it was going to be on like good morning America. Rachel Pritz has decided to take a break from alcohol. It's like, come on. Yeah. you know. <laughs> so. I remember when you were almost on there, like it was, that was a serious thing. Um, <laughs> that was a serious thing. Yeah, no, it is, it is fascinating. Like the, uh, just how far the brain will go to fight us leaving the status quo. Yeah. Right. And that it creates all those imaginary storylines where we are the center of the universe. The world's going to change. People are going to hate us. It's it, we're not going to be able to have fun anymore. We're not. And it's just not true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, gosh, it's so great to know that on the other side, but I could see how that keeps people stuck and how it kept me stuck for mm -hmm. such a long time. Totally. Yeah. Were there any books or any ways that you educated yourself on alcohol? How did you open your eyes to this culture that we have? Or really was it just, I removed the alcohol and now I could see it everywhere. Was there anything that you did to kind of help educate yourself on this so topic? I would say after I had fully committed to, like after, once it became clear to me, like I'm, I'm good, I don't need this anymore. Um, and I would say that was probably... I mean, that was February of last year that I was pretty clear that I, I was done. Um, I think it was March or April. And I think we talked about this when I found it because I emailed you to see if you had read it. But someone had mentioned the Alan Carr's, the yeah. easy way to quit drinking. I think that's what yep. it's called. Um, 
And I, I did read that and it was fascinating because it, I mean, it debunks every reason you think alcohol is serving you. Yeah. And it, 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 it was a, a nice reinforcement um, for what I was already feeling. Um, my, my wife, her best friend since I, I think they were seven when they first met, maybe six. So they've been best friends forever. She gave up alcohol seven, eight years ago. And, uh, so she had been talking like whenever we see her, which isn't that often once or twice a year. Um, but she always had non-alcoholic beer or she introduced me to three spirit, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, and at, it, when she first brought it up, I I could care less. I was like, okay, cool, good for you. Um, but then once I made the choice to, you know, last year to to stop, um, I started checking out Three Spirit, and we've had multiple conversations about other great options. So I I think she was really helpful. That, but I had already, I mean, the education I feel like came after the choice to to stop. Yeah. Same, same. So I did the same thing. Yep. And then I was like, no, I'm kind of just really like really looking at this as an experiment. So I want to really learn all the things I can learn and just test some things out and see where I can take this thing. So I never had, I never had a mindset of I'm going to quit drinking alcohol forever. Like that was not how I started. Um, yeah. because that felt so far away from like, what would make me successful. I, yeah. yeah. It's overwhelming for sure. Especially for somebody like outside of pregnancy, I drank my entire adult life, you know? And so yeah. it's like, yeah, that felt overwhelming. Oh my gosh. All the judgments, all the fears that all didn't come true. So yeah, I mean, I had pretty much the same experience. So, <laughs> yeah. But I started following some people on social media and, you know, I'm a TikToker. So like I started posting something, some things about TikTok. So like, that's been a great environment for me to be able to learn from other people and to be able to differentiate it for, for me personally, I never identified as an alcoholic. That never made sense to me as I was reading about it, or I was hearing people's stories. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I just doesn't like, that was not my experience. Um, and so that's been helpful to see that there's like many people that are choosing to not drink that maybe aren't addicted to alcohol, but they are, um, you know, ingrained in this culture, like this whole culture of like drinking so amazing. That's the hard part is pushing against a cult cultural norm is the yeah. hard part, you know, for me anyway. So that was my kind of journey, but that was helpful to see that there were a bunch of people out there just like me. I wasn't alone. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think you're hitting on something that's so important if you do want to shift your relationship with alcohol is you've got to have a community that supports you, right? Because if you're in a place where alcohol continues to be the norm, that makes it much harder. And my wife did the the dry January with me and she fully supports my not drinking. Now, does she have one or two drinks a week? Totally. But that she is super supportive and actually has conversations about like, do you ever feel like you might want to drink like this? Like when we have conversations about that and I think that's so healthy and powerful. And it's just cool. Like that community is so important. Yeah, I agree. I think you need a few people, especially at the beginning that are just in your court, which was the, the guidance that, um, that another guest offered was find somebody that, you know, is like a ride or die. They will support you no matter what, yeah. like make that your first person you tell, don't start telling people that you're not hundred percent sure that they're going to support you. Um, because that'll be really hard at the beginning. And I'm like, yes. So and, and there's a lot of judgment in the world. I mean, there are, cause I have had conversations at, 
at larger family gatherings. So not immediate family, but larger family gatherings where people have been like, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? And if yeah. that had happened like day two or three, that would have been really hard for me. But that happening like a couple months in, it was like, eh, because it works for me. And you, <laughs> right. like I, no yeah, worries. Yeah. Um, I think the cool thing is your confidence just grows and grows and grows oh the longer. Gosh. And the more yeah. experiences you have that are so positive without alcohol, it's like that confidence oh, yeah. just kind of skyrockets, not just with the alcohol topic, but just in general. I mean, I've noticed a huge increase in my confidence, so much oh. less anxiety, you know, all those things. So, um, so yeah. Um, well, We'll wrap this this episode up. But any last thoughts or or things that you'd like to share with the audience? No, I I mean it, it. It's interesting to think that you know so many things happened in my life up to the last year that alcohol was a part of, and yet it feels like a new life has begun with without it. And. Uh, I'm just, it, it, I'm really grateful that my wife continued to push me, but also, you know, I'm, I'm really proud that I finally took <laughs> the steps and here we are a, a year and, and change later. And it's, yeah. um, it's been really powerful. Yeah, that's right. I mean, having that supporter, that person that you knew wanted that for you, but you deciding you wanted that for you yeah. and I'm proud of you too. So yeah, thank yeah. You. yeah, yeah. Well, it's always great chatting with you. You know, we could talk all day, um, but thank you for coming on and sharing your story. You know, I mentioned yeah. before we hit record, I think sharing stories in some of these spaces. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can be reminded for my weekly Wednesday episodes. If you're curious about my programs and options of ways to work with me, check out rachelpritz.com. And if that's not interesting to you right now, no problem. Just keep listening along for free. Either way, I'm here for you.